All right, we're ready to go. All right, today is Friday, June 19th. Welcome to another Learn Easy cast with Rico and Patrick here. And hi, Rico, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Pat. How are you? Ah, I'm all right, Rico. I'm just thinking, yes, I'm very happy it's Friday. And uh, Friday is usually a special day for me, a special day of the week, but it's especially interesting that today is June 19th and what we would call in the U.S. Juneteenth, something that I only recently really took into account. Have you heard about this Juneteenth movement? I have. You know, I'll be honest, I'm not real familiar with the origins, um, although I do know I was listening to some story about how Donald Trump was trying to take credit, as usual, for all, all things that happen in society for bringing awareness to this uh, date, uh, this historic date. Um, I've even seen some organizations uh, make this an official holiday for their employees who want to celebrate Juneteenth. Exactly, yeah. It's apparently the day that the Emancipation Proclamation actually made it to Texas, which was like the last state in the Union that was able to free the slaves in the 1800s. But please, uh, I'm not an expert in this, but it's an interesting and a special date. And and given that uh, this is a date talking and focused around slavery, um, it goes right into the segment of about what's on my mind and what's been on my mind for the last few weeks. Uh, on top of that, uh, it's not just about uh, that Father's Day is coming, that this is on my mind. Uh, actually, Father's Day is coming in the U.S. Uh, this Sunday, June 21st, in the USA. Uh, actually, in Germany, just as a side note, Father's Day already happened on May 21st, <laughs> crazy as that is. Uh, and in Germany, usually what the men do, especially here in the Black Forest in Freiburg, they go out and enjoy a long hike with the boys and they crack open a few beers and basically get drunk the whole day. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a little bit of a fun fact for you guys who don't get to enjoy life in Germany. But as we can see in the US, uh, Father's Day has a totally different meaning and a, a, a sadder and, and a more difficult meaning. And I'm thinking about, this is, has been on my mind, about all these black fathers that have not been able to make it back home to their kids uh, because of police violence. And we've seen several incidents in the last few weeks uh, uh, that have caused a firestorm in the U.S. And uh, particularly, so... I've been involved in a panel discussion uh, focused on one of these men that was uh, killed by the police. His name is George Floyd. Uh, I, I participated in a panel discussion for the Carl Schultz House. And with them, I was able to discuss with five other African-Americans and one Jewish American about the situation in America when it comes to police violence and and how we can 
find solutions to resolve the issues that lead to this kind of violence. And I was reminded of an episode I, a seemingly benign episode I had where last year on my vacation to the US to visit my family in New York, my father and I on a drive back from the DMV, just something benign as that, just I needed to get my license renewed. My father was stopped and I was a passenger in the car and, and it shocked my father because he's never been really stopped. And he's a dark-skinned black man with smooth hair, I have to say. I have the curly hair. But he was shocked only because he wasn't even driving. He wasn't even speeding or anything. There was nothing wrong. The police officer used an excuse to say in the middle of the day that one of his lights seemed not to be working properly. It's, it's middle of the day and in the middle of the summer. And my father was a little bit nervous about that and, and really was wondering about it. At the end of the whole episode with the police officer, it was clear that the police officer had kind of sneaked a peek at the backseat of the car because my father drives a tinted uh, a car, a Mazda with a tinted window. So apparently that must have been what attracted the police officer and 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 caused him to think that maybe we could have had other people in the car, maybe drugs in the car in the back. He was looking for some, some evidence of, of some wrongdoing. But he let us go after checking my father's uh, registration. And my father was shaken. And, and for me, I wasn't shocked at all. I, I was thinking that was just the normal way things happen. Having lived in Germany for, for years and being stopped by the police in Germany, often to just check to make sure that I belong in the country. Uh, but then I forgot about the connotation that when you're stopping the police in the US, it means something else because they have guns, they have weapons that they can use on you. And, and if you make the wrong move, uh, if you have a, and I, I speak about that in the panel discussion, and I'll send you the link uh, to Kosh Schultz's Facebook page where you can see more about the whole discussion because other colleagues of mine from the Kosho's house, black colleagues of mine speak about worse and more dangerous situations that I thank God I've never had to deal with. But uh, I just, I just can't imagine what would have happened if we had maybe gotten the wrong cop on the wrong day. And maybe my father, maybe in his shocked position, maybe what he could have gotten himself into trouble for similar yeah. to many people. And really so, it's, so it's, it, well, I was just going to say, it's really yeah. shocking that, yeah. you know, for me as somebody who is not African-American, who's not black, um, how frequently this happens. I'm, I'm not naive. I know this happens. And that's because, you know, fortunately, one of the advents uh, and, and benefits of technology is the smartphone, which is basically a camera, a video, a video camera that can record what's happening. And, you know, I think if it weren't for this, we wouldn't know about a lot of the racism and discrimination that exists. And I, I think a really great quote uh, that I wanna highlight, uh, this comes from Will Smith being interviewed back in 2016, and yet it's very appropriate for these times when he said, and this is not his complete quote, but this is just part of the quote. He said, racism isn't getting worse, it's getting filmed. 
And I think with speaking about George Floyd, I think the fact that the entire encounter, the nine, nearly nine minutes in which this officer had his knee on George Floyd's neck um, and the other cops just standing around watching, uh, you know, this really was like brought so much anger about the situation because if this wasn't, if this wasn't recorded, who knows what would be happening right now? Perhaps there wouldn't be these protests happening. There wouldn't be this reckoning uh, that's happening in uh, in in the U in the U.S. in U.S. society. And um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. exactly, Rico. I I think uh, that's a challenge that that we're all facing. That maybe things are getting better, but because now we can see for ourselves what is really going on, what's really happening to victims of police brutality, uh, like George Floyd, Fernando Castile, uh, and so many others, we tend to have a visceral reaction to it. Uh, And unfortunately, what's crazy is when we were watching this on television, in TV shows like Cops, which, by the way, was recently canceled uh, after years of a long-standing campaign to get it off television by the organization of Rashad Robinson of the Color of Change. Uh, this organization has been fighting for years to get rid of cops because of the negative stereotypes they created in the minds of the audience. And of course, these are the minds of young people who could end up being police officers themselves. And uh, and you'll see, um, if you go to Democracy Now!, you'll see a wonderful interview that Rashad does to explain why he fought so hard to remove the show uh, from television and, and to also remove other shows that were negatively reflecting on Black people. And, uh, and, and, and that brings to a point that we discussed before we recorded, Rico. Uh, you gave me a gr- great uh, example of how we're influenced by television shows. Can you let, yeah, tell? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that, you know, the, 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 the TV show Cops, I grew up watching that, and it yeah. sort of sensationalized, and, and um, I'm forgetting the word now, but it just it, it put cops into this light that what they were doing was like godly. They were doing God's work. They were, you know, eliminating crime. All the while, you know, we're not, we're being desensitized. Exactly. Yes. Brutality. I've heard of this being referred to as police misbehavior. This is not police misbehavior. This is police brutality. This is violence. They are literally being judged, jury, executioner, and assassinating uh, Black people. But, you know, what's happening, in, in my opinion, is that there's a real reckoning socially of what is acceptable, what's not, what's not acceptable. And so for me, um, you know, one of my hobbies and little side hustles is selling vintage clothing. Yes, yes. And I was going through my wardrobe recently, and I happened upon a T-shirt that really gave me pause. You know, and so I'm going to show you the T-shirt here in a second. But I think we really need to think about the messaging. And that's what happened with cops. It's like, what is the messaging? Whether that's being, you know, explicit or being somewhat, um, you know, on a subconscious level. And so I found, I was in New York recently, um, October of last year, when I could still travel freely. And I picked up this, uh, this buckwheat uh, t-shirt. And I'm not sure if you can see it on the camera here, but it says, buckwheat say ote. And it's a little rascals t-shirt that dates to 1985. Exactly. And as a youth growing up in the 80s, I used to watch the little rascals. You know, I'd be homesick, I'd turn on the TV. And, 
you know, this, I bought this sort of for nostalgic reasons without really thinking about the cultural implications. Yeah, you know? exactly, Rico. It, it's hard to think about that when you're in the process of purchasing something that reminds you of your childhood. Yeah. Um, I could see right away when I, we, we discussed this before uh, that, wow, this could really be considered racist today, if, uh, given uh, its connection to, to the stereotypes. That are well, and that's just it. And I think what this movement involved. is really about is it's really about recognizing there are many things in society that are racist, that are still being, um, you know, perpetuated, these, these, these beliefs, whether it's these minstrel imageries, the imagery, the use of the Confederate flag, and so many others. And so I'm glad that it, I've had this recognition. I think it's important to look at your own behavior and say, hey, am I doing things that are racist? Wearing a t-shirt like that is sort of like saying racism is okay or having these cultural stereotypes is okay. So I, I was really disappointed in myself that I bought this t-shirt. I bought it for nostalgic reasons, not realizing that this shirt is inherently racist. And so now, I'm in this conundrum of what do I do? Do I just, just throw it in the trash? Do I sell it and donate the proceeds to the Black Lives Matter movement? I, I really don't know. So for the listeners out there, if you have a suggestion of what I should do with this t-shirt, I would be very open to your suggestions, but I certainly, I'm not wearing the t-shirt going forward and I'm really just very embarrassed and I apologize if I have offended anybody by wearing that shirt. But you know, what's been on my mind is just this whole notion of a social reckoning. And you, there's a lot of, uh, talk in the news about a lot of products that are using black imagery or racial stereotypes. Things like uh, Aunt Jemima pancake mix and syrups where there's an image of a black woman in black, but not black face, but you know, this sort of minstrel sort of, you know, uh, cultural stereotypical uh, imagery. Or un Uncle's Ben Rice, uh, Miss Butterworth syrup or cream of wheat are just a, a handful of examples. And I think this even goes further, right? I think this is really a time where we can start to look at uh, other imagery, right? Exactly. Things that we consume, right? Things, whether it's entertainment, whether it's the food products we buy, but sports. Sports has been something that's been missing from society because of the pandemic, COVID-19, which is still going on. It's, it's easy how we can be sidetracked from so many different issues when something else happens, but uh, you know, sports mascots um, from teams like the Washington football team, the Cleveland baseball team, and others that aren't using names that maybe are as uh, clearly racist, but the Kansas City Chiefs, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Florida State Seminoles are just exactly. a handful of examples that we really need to be looking at what we consider as acceptable in behavior, in name, in action. Uh, and so, you know, this has been on my mind. I'm glad we're having this conversation, Pat. Yeah, I, I think that's a great point, Rico, that, that we have to be conscious of how there is some kind of implicit uh, history behind those names, right? And how it's kind of, I hate to say it, part of uh, the white privilege that exists in the U.S. to ignore the history, the negative history, the negative connotation uh, behind using these names of these oppressed groups. Right. Yeah. And, and speaking about white privilege, did you see this incident that happened in Central Park uh, with uh, this bird watcher, this video of the bird watcher essentially just letting a woman named Amy Cooper 
the birdwatcher's name was Christian Cooper, just letting this woman, Amy Cooper, know that maybe to, to keep the bird safe, please put your dog on a leash. And this woman used her privilege to call the police and to pretend that she was being attacked or, or threatened by this seemingly very benign uh, gentleman who, who is uh, obviously bird watching is as benign as you can get. <laughs> uh, and and, and, and it, it shows that the implicit idea that you have in the back of your head that, hey, white people in America know that they have this privilege, the power to believe that if they call the police, that they won't be hurt by them. And, and, and to see it in action and see it being used against a black man was shocking to me, right? And, uh, and, and the hope is that these examples of privilege, the type of privilege that you don't see, the, the, the things that are under the table, the things that are not explicit, can somehow be brought to the surface and taken care of and, and somehow we can get rid of it for the future. And, and the question is, how do we get to the, take those little steps? Like you said, you had some implicit bias with this buckwheat t-shirt, but now you're, you're trying to make amends. Uh, I have some implicit biases too, the, as a black man, uh, maybe uh, in a negative way towards uh, other people of, of different races that I don't think about. Maybe even it's not a racial bias. Maybe it's a cultural one I have. Uh, and I hope that we can start to talk about these things, right? Um, that's, I, I, yes. I just want to say, I think that's really the, 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 the amazing synergy that's happening right now is that there really is this platform or this opportunity to be speaking about these things and really taking stock of where we are as a society and really having this line drawn of what is acceptable and what's not acceptable. And for things that are not acceptable, for those things to be removed from society. I know there's been a lot of talk about how the Confederate flag is being used in society, whether by the state flag of Mississippi. If you can imagine that here in the United States, each state has their own flag and the flag of Mississippi has, the entire flag is not the Confederate flag, but a, 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 the upper left corner, I believe, a quadrant is the Confederate flag. And so, you know, there's imagery, these statues are being torn down, these things are being removed because these things are saying, people are saying these things are not okay. And I think that's, it's like this really big reckoning that's happening right now in society and like looking at, you know, what is acceptable, what's not acceptable. And something like racism and, and cultural stereotypes, those things need to be removed whenever possible. Totally agreed, Rico, totally agreed. Uh, I feel like we have come to a point where we can say to our audience, what can we do about this, right? Uh, uh, we're, we're trying our best uh, through Learn Easy and through the Learn Easy cast to educate our audience about the situations that we face and, and, and to give them a, a glimpse of the world that we come from. And also hopefully by learning about the world that we come from and the personal struggles that we're having, that they can take that and use it to improve the situation for the future generation of young people out there and, and hopefully eliminate these 
biases and stereotypes and, and make the world safer for, for young people. So we'll continue to bring up these difficult topics. Uh, maybe uh, not every episode, but when it's necessary, when something topical comes up, we'll bring it up to you, to the audience, and we'll, we'll open up uh, our Facebook page, our Instagram page for you to communicate with us with your thoughts about the issue. And uh, I hope then we can continue through discussion to, to improve things. Yeah, I just wanted to state that I think it's really, really important that when these events that are happening that are eventually going to become historic events, I think it's, it's very important to talk about these issues. I think it's really, really important that we all need to be made aware of how we can improve and to identify the issues in society that are problematic. And I think I'm, I'm really of the belief that we all need to always try to be uh, moving in the right direction, growing as people, growing as a society, uh, for things to be fairer and, and to be better uh, for the greater good of everyone, not just for a select group of people. And 2020, I think it goes without saying, has been a very, very tumultuous year for many, many different reasons. And I think it's just really, really important that we all take a moment to reflect on things that are happening around us. Of course, you know, practicing gratitude wherever possible, um, but at the same time, identifying those issues that are happening and saying, you know what, I'm not gonna sit idly by while these things happen. And I, I'm just, it's very encouraging to see this real revolution happening in the United States. It's a real social revolution around racism, around how to uh, eliminate police brutality, and how to move forward as a society, a more just and equitable society. All right, that sounds great, Rico. So let, let's, let's close a little bit with some positive notes of what people can do. Uh, I would recommend some of our audience, anyone actually, uh, to go check out Campaign Zero. It's a project uh, that is being led and funded in order to bring about real change to the police system in the US. Uh, to connect to regional police organizations through mayors and city councilmen uh, to, in effect, uh, do some kind of upgrade of, of the way the police interacts with the communities that they're in. And they have a list of 10 steps that they'd like each police department in the U.S. to take uh, seriously in order to improve uh, the connection between police and uh, the citizens of, uh, of the, the municipality they, they are supposed to serve and protect. So check out Campaign Zero for more information on that. And of course, I recommend everyone, the expats, the, the Americans, uh, to please rock the vote this year. Uh, 2020 is an important year, not just uh, to vote for the presidential election, but there are also uh, statewide elections and municipal elections. Uh, please make sure you know when you can vote. I actually voted uh, last week before uh, I had to, uh, I did a, a write-in ballot in order to make sure my vote got in on time. Hopefully you're able to do your, your part in person, Rico, in, in Colorado. Well, it's, it's mail-in ballots. Uh, June 30th here in Colorado is the date of our election. Um, we, I just voted for, you know, uh, the, Dem the Democratic uh, senator race. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just important, like you're saying, to just get out and vote. Yes. You know, your vote is your voice. 
And for anybody who thinks that their vote doesn't count, I would just encourage you to really research the issues because I think it's really, really important that we, you know, are putting into office candidates who we feel reflect our values and will help us make the world a better place. Uh, that's, that's a great point. And we'll leave it at that. So we'll come back to you guys next time with uh, other more uh, lighter topics. <laughs> and uh, hopefully uh, you can just uh, look forward to learning more about uh, how to improve your English and, uh, and other subjects through us uh, for the next episodes. But yeah, it was really important that we, we put this out and uh, let you know how we feel about this. And hopefully uh, we can keep the dialogue going uh, and things will improve. Okay, thank you. And uh, thanks, Rico. Uh, yeah, thank you, Pat. Was glad we had the conversation today and looking yeah. forward to uh, yeah. future topics and uh, English topics as well going forward. Yep, yeah, will do. Okay, ciao.